You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of the TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, with my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. Howdy. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about vocabulary. But before we get started on that, we want to have a shout out to one of our good listeners. It's from Griffin Jackson, who lives in Adelaide, Australia, the land down under, <laughs> and, his, and his little boy, Malachi. We want to say hello and thank you very much for your wonderful email. Um, and one of the things he had put on his email that we were excited about that he had listened to our podcast regarding first aid and that made it up for his mom and or just prior to the fires down there and uh, able to use his mom used it as well as uh, some of the neighbors that needed. And that's great. It's wonderful that uh, it was able to be a help for him. But we've got emails from all over North Carolina, North Dakota, China. China. So if you'd like to drop us an email, feel free. It's Liz at PetLifeRadio.com. We'll say hi to those of you that drop us an email. And if you've got any questions or comments, we'd love to hear them. The nice ones, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost hard to get your mind around it. That's literally worldwide. Oh, sure. That's just mind-boggling. When we got the email from China, <laughs> I was exciting. a little... exciting. Wow. I, I wish we'd have been able to have been more help. This person really needed more help than we could give via email. I hope they were able to find a trainer. <laughs> it was. It's actually a little intimidating to me knowing that there's people all around the world. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> well, before we go to our sponsors, let me tell you what we're going to talk about today. First, we're going to talk about vocabulary, the words that all good dogs should know, and then the second half of the show, we're going to talk about doggerel. And as a writer, words are always important to me. I may come tongue-tied every once in a while, but I like to write them. (laughs) So we'll talk about what that is and what the words are. So stay tuned for our sponsor. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Hey, ready to take a walk? Not just you, but the whole family. It's the 2009 Whisker Walk, Sunday, June 7th from 11 to 3 at the Lancaster Fairground in Lancaster, Massachusetts. Pet owners and animal lovers walk to lend a paw to benefit the animal shelters and pet charities they love. Come see exhibits, demonstrations, educational programs, special attractions, product giveaways, entertainment, auctions, raffles, food, fun, and things for adults and kids to see, do, and buy, both human and pet-related. Whisker Walk 2009, a fun day for everyone. For more information, log on to whiskerwalk.org. 
Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. Today we're going to talk about first vocabulary. What words should all good dogs know? Sometime last year there was a an article that turned into a TV blurb and on the radio about a border collie that knew about 250 different words. Petra, Kate, and I kind of looked at each other and went, yeah, well, so. (laughs) (laughs) Most of our dogs, (laughs) most of our dogs, especially our adult dogs, know at least that many. Mm -hmm. uh, If they, you know, retrieve toys and do therapy dog work and pull a wagon and do demos in our training classes and no tricks. We're talking to them all the time, and oh, they're yeah. learning all these different words. I mean, there's com- multiple commands for every one of those. Sure, so sure. How many? How many tricks do you think Walter knows? Oh, let's see. Actually, I had to write them down for his Hollywood agent, and I at that time they were about 125. So he's probably at least 150 by now, because yeah. now you've got him opening the trash can and everything else. So, and that's not including all his basic commands and it's, all his yeah, therapy dog just, commands just, and just the tricks. Tricks, right? Okay, he's next on the on uh, TV. Yeah. <laughs> the dog that knows 400 uh, commands. <laughs> Walter the Wonder Dog. <laughs> But really, limiting your dog to just a few vocabulary words is exactly that. It's limiting him. However, they've all got to start somewhere. So I think some of the basics that most dogs should learn early in their lives, early in puppyhood, first of all, come. Come is one of the most important words they need to know. And we always stress in our classes, it's the life-saving command. Mm-hmm. You know, and you only want to be able to say it once because that one time is all it needs. If you're like, come, come, sweetie, sweetie, pie, pie, and whatever, by then, if it's a car, they're trying to cross the street and get over and the car is coming, that That's just a dead might dog. be too late. And it is, sweetie, pie, come. It's not, sweetie, pie, come. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want them to be happy to come to you. <laughs> we get a few people in class, or Kate, when she goes out to do private training, Every once in a while, it's, my dog doesn't come to me, and I just don't understand why. And you say, well, how do you call them? Amber, come! Well, no, I wouldn't come either. (laughs) We're not trying to intimidate them. We're trying to build compliance so the dog wants to come. Exactly. So that's the first one. Your words for praise. Good dog, good boy, good girl. Yeah, good job. Thank you. Yeah. I know I use thank you a lot. I do too. Yeah. I do too. And that seems to convey the tone. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Good job. 
it's hard to to be thank you yeah so. <laughs> yeah you can't really say it mean it yeah we've been accustomed to saying thank you thank you kindly yes you know in so. appreciation yes So the praise words are always important and use them often, often. You, I I don't think you can use them too much as long as the dog is, is trying. Yes, exactly. Good girl. No, or ah, or a command to stop. A lot of people use no. We have a tendency to use ah, Mm -hmm. because no gets overused, but you do need a word to let your dog know that he is in the midst of making a mistake. We use enough. Sure, that's enough. Well. Mm-hmm. I'm agreeing <laughs> <laughs> Excuse Kate, she has her back hurts. Kate might be a tiny <laughs> bit quiet tonight. A little slow. <laughs> I should be strung out on back pain medication, but I'm hanging in there. <laughs> Another one that's used a lot, especially during the house training process, is go outside, go potty, mm-hmm. or get busy. Uh, I really wish years ago I had started with the command, get busy. I really like that. Get busy is nice, yeah. Yeah, but unfortunately, all of mine have been go, go potty. potty. And when you get a new puppy, it's kind of hard to tell two dogs to go potty and one dog to get busy. Uh, although I did have a 20-something person in my class start giggling when I mentioned that. Because apparently it does have a social connotation. Get go- busy? <laughs> there, no, oh, she got it. just got it. <laughs> got it. Oh, <laughs> went over my head. <laughs> so apparently in, in some age cultures, it is a um, slang for uh, having sexual intercourse. They got busy. Missed that. We're going to get busy tonight. Okay. So, um, yeah. She you know, how, how can the young folks ruin everything? <laughs> Okay, so go potty. <laughs> but you may need a, a few commands for that. One, to go outside, you know, to get the dog out of the house mm-hmm. to the place where you want him to go potty. And then the actual act of going potty. We don't want to tell the dog go potty when he's in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Would not be pretty. Let, let's go outside and then go potty. Uh, and for those of you who have never taught your dog to go potty on command, it's a nice one. Mm-hmm. If you're traveling, if you're doing a therapy dog visit and you want him to try to go before you go inside, you're going over to visit a friend. Yep. Have him relieve himself before he goes in the friend's house. So that's or a good one. Or if it's cold outside and you want to get to bed. <laughs> that too. Come on, hurry up, go potty. I, every single night <laughs> with, with my flip-flops on and an afghan around my shoulders, walking him outside going, okay, go potty. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's wake Kate up. <laughs> Kennel, crate, and go to bed. So those are all uh, alternative commands that people use. Um, I, I'll tell Mike, you know, you're bugging me. That's enough. Go to your bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, go yeah. to your spot. Get in your crate. Or, I may not even close the door. Just get in there. And, and relax. Find your spot. Relax. Calm down. And quit bugging me, usually. Yep. Sure. If you have guests over, and especially if they've got little kids and your dog isn't used to it, yeah. send your dog away. Yeah. Go to bed. Get out of, you know, take some refuge. Yeah. Oh, I know. Once in a while, I catch myself. Okay, bedtime. Sure. And the dogs no, go, click, go, click, click, click. Yeah, click. they go to their appropriate spots. They'll yeah. go. And nice. every once in a while, you turn around and look and go, one's missing. And yeah. he's gone back and gone to bed by himself. Yeah. 
That would be my teddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 10 o'clock, he's gone. Like, Where in the world that dog go? He's sleeping. He's on his bed. And then every once in a Drum while, the slippers. husband's asleep on the sofa, and you tell him, honey, go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Works well for husbands, too. <laughs> Or children. The crate's going to be wonderful. I think I mentioned before that at one time I inherited four toy poodles. Ugh. Yeah, and the youngest one was six, and they had never been crate trained. But I introduced them to the idea. They liked it. And at that time, I was quite social in having uh, large parties at my house. <laughs> and the sign on the crate, and the crates were always there with the doors open. So the sign said, if the dogs are in here, leave them alone. Yeah. And if the dogs could come out and be sociable, but if they got tired, if they'd had enough of shaking hands and saying hi and all that, then they would go in there and that was their quiet place. Yep. Yep. They're wonderful. Not to be bugged. Yeah. Exactly. Next one is when it's feeding time. You hungry? Dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Walter doesn't know that command. (laughs) That was a resounding yes. (laughs) Yes. Got everybody up and going. See how well that works. I think we got five dogs awake on that one. (laughs) Next time I'll whisper it. Start start spelling out stuff. Yeah. By the way, that's one way I found to know when you start to realize your dog knows what a word is. It's when when you you start start spelling spelling it. it. Uh And when it's really bad is when you spell it and they know what it is. Yeah. Taking the dog for a... A W-A-L-K, and then the dog starts picking up on that. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. Yep. And that's our next one. Go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Every morning, my dogs and I go for a walk. And it's to the point now, of course, I don't even have to say it. I just put on my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> when I get dressed and put on my shoes in the morning, they're at the door ready to go. But go for a walk. It's a good cue of what you're going to be doing. Um, another one, when you're playing with them or you want them to go get some, fetch it. Bring it to me. Go get it. Bring it here. Bring it here. Oh, Give. So yeah, there's so many commands. Was fetching a ball or a stick or something. Sure. Well, we've been doing that with Cadence, our service dog in training. Mm-hmm. He's been learning uh, to pick up and bring numerous things mm-hmm. and give it without mouthing and chewing yeah. <laughs> and without playing tug of war and to put it in the hand. Exactly. There's a lot going on with uh, with fetch. Bring it here. Give. Yeah, remember. Remember when the dog bringing the the man of the house, the his slippers, slippers, and his pipe was the big deal? Yeah. Well, I, I don't have a pipe for Walter to ring me, but I have started teaching him to go back to the bedroom and get my slippers. Oh. He has to bring them one at a time. He's not a very big boy, but he's really getting into it. I should do that with, uh, with Archer because he loves my socks. There you go. Yeah. He doesn't chew on them. He just brings them to me. Yeah. And even when they're in the laundry basket... They, they are He's a trying. gift. Mom, here's one of your dirty socks. I found it. Thank you, Archer. But at least bringing it to you. He's not taking He's it off. He's not destroying it. it. He's not chewing on it. But why he wants me to bring that or give, bring me that, I have no idea. Then, of course, there's some basic obedience commands. The ones that we all should practice and our dogs should know. Sit, down, stay, wait. Heel. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I was asking a friend yesterday. Well, she, actually, she was just telling me about when she first got her adopted cockapoo. And uh, before she started our classes and how much her little dog Katie has learned over the years, being a therapy dog and so forth. But she wasn't an experienced dog owner when she first got her. And before she came to classes, her big worry was that Katie was going to get out the, either the front door or the door to the garage and take off. Sure. So she didn't know how to teach her to come. 
and she wasn't sure that would be reliable. So the first thing she taught her was sit stay. Ah, oh, very okay. good. And that became her, whatever else has happened, if I tell her to sit stay and she holds that, mm -hmm. even if she's outside, mm -hmm. I can go get her, I can catch her, mm -hmm. I can stop her from getting outside in the first sure. place. Sure, oh, wise and lady. <laughs> she used that for a long time before she was able to come to classes yeah. and, and learn how to do the rest of it. Because yeah. it does take a while to make a, a good, reliable come. Oh, sure. And you've got to be persistent with it. You've got to be positive with it. Mm -hmm. But uh, well, good. That nice was that day. was yeah. That was smart. I remember thinking that's yeah. That's a good thing to start with. Mm -hmm. when you first Definitely. get a dog, and then to go along with the sit and down and stay, a release command. Okay, letting the dog know he can move. You use what? Well done. I use well done. Actually, it always surprises me that people don't tell the dog the job is done. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sit. Ah, he did it, and then they wander off, and the dog. And we off. unfortunately see a lot of those dogs that are coming to class with us that have been through other classes. No critique of other trainers. It's just a technique that we do teach that apparently others don't. But it just seems fair to me. Yeah. The yeah. dog's name is the beginning. The release. Okay. Well done. Thank you. Is the end. Well, and then we're so close to military base. At ease. At ease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's that one. That's pretty cool. <laughs> but it, I think it gives the dog some good boundaries and clearer communication as you speak with your dog. This is your job. Here's your command. Yep. And now your job is done. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. It, there's no if, ands, or buts, as my mother always used to say. <laughs> you, you, Clear communication. Yep. What other commands? I teach no jump because Aussies are born with springs mm -hmm. in their feet. Mm -hmm. So I don't want them jumping on me. And Quiet. Quiet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's rooster. Quiet is the first command. Shut up is the backup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quiet, I say nicely. When they don't listen to me, shut up is the follow-up. Uh -huh. Then they know they're in trouble. Then there's this, what I, I sort of think is the looser command. So once you've taught sit down, stay, mm -hmm. and all of that, to me they have very precise meanings. Yes. Right. So, lay down means lay down right here. Yes. Go find a spot means or get comfortable. Settle. I, yeah. I think sure. you settle. That just yeah. means I don't. You don't have to be in a rigid down wherever I tell you. But quit bugging me and lay down. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Rest. I know a few people using rest oh, uh -huh. instead. Sure. Yeah. That's enough. Yep. When a dog is bugging and pushing and play ball, play ball, play ball, play ball. Oh, yeah. Leave me alone and let me have my morning iced tea. We'll yeah. go for a walk in a few minutes. Just. Settle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or like what I use a lot on, at my house when I go around feeding all the livestock is with me. Yeah. Sure. You know, just hang around with me. Don't be in a heel. Don't wander off. Yeah. But just keep right with me. Yeah. Or stay close. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the key is to develop a vocabulary that's comfortable for you that you use on a regular basis and teach the dog what it is with repetition, right. with talking to him, with praise, with treats by helping him do it just use the vocabulary and teach the dog what it means and they learn they learn much Real faster quick. much yes. faster than we think yes definitely <laughs> and the but, nice thing but about starting with the, the basic commands is they have very clear meanings right so then you and your dog can learn to communicate and then you can go to the more vaguer ones mm -hmm. as your dog has as he learns how to learn yeah and you learn how to and teach him. And he becomes him. more of an adult and has self-control. You can give him more vague. Sure. I think one of the ones, um, before we go to break, is um, go say hi. Yeah. Oh, for a therapy dog. Yes. Yeah. Even if they're not doing therapy and sure. somebody wants to say hi to my dogs, I'll mm -hmm. give them the 
the command and you go say hi. Sure. Otherwise, I don't want people to just come right up. It's like, no, hold on a second and have them do whatever. And then, right. Okay, go say hi. Now you have permission to go visit and greet that person. Right. And that gives the dog some confidence that you approve of this person, mm-hmm. too. So right. for a shy dog. Exactly. Or perhaps a wary dog. Either way, it says, trust me, this person's well, okay. Right. Yep. Like Bashir, doesn't like strangers to pet him. Mm-hmm. That's just... He read the Australian Shepherd Breed Standard that says reserved and cautious with strangers. And took it to heart. And took it to heart. He's the first one of my dogs in years that's not a therapy dog. He Mm -hmm. says, "Uh uh-uh, they're strangers. Mm -hmm. But if I say go say hi, then people can pet him. Yep. So, all right. Well, that's it for the first half of the show. We've got a word from our sponsors. But hold on. We're still talking about words. We're going to talk about doggerel. (laughs) (laughs) And if you wonder what that is, we'll tell you. So hold on. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do, and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand. This is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today are my good friends, Peter Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. Howdy. And we're talking about vocabulary and words today. First half of the show was words all good dogs should know. Now let's talk about words that derive from dogs. Dog tired. Dog tired, dog eared, dog's life. We did some research and we came up with a bunch of them. And it's really kind of interesting how much dogs are a part of our vocabulary in english anyway there's lots and lots of words that are derived from from dogs so we'll just go through a few of them some of them we know where they originated some of them will just give you a definition <laughs> because some i have no idea where they 
came from. But like, let's talk about dog trot. That's the way of movement. That's being able to to hold a trot over a long distance. And it's usually used in reference to a dog, a person, or a horse. Now, why would they say a horse is doing a dog trot? I'm not quite sure. I but, don't know. But that's a definition. Interesting. <laughs> Dogged and dogging mean to be persistent or to track or to be single-minded. Goes along with to hound someone. Okay. Oh, true. But I think it derives from a dog... On a trail, right. like a bloodhound tracking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's being dogged or persistent. And if you're hounding someone, you're persistently after them. Yep. Yeah. Or then the one we hear a lot in the movies and stuff is dog fight. Mm. You know, not dog fight. It's the airplanes when they're involved in a battle. In Especially a like in World War One and uh-huh. World War Two, the smaller uh-huh. planes. Although I guess they even refer to it with the bigger planes nowadays. But, um, you know, the Red Baron... You know, yeah, Snoopy and the Red Baron <laughs> were in dog fights. <laughs> in the camel. Yeah, and when we, uh, when my husband and I lived back in Virginia, we had a dogwood tree, which is a beautiful flowering tree. It flowers in the spring. Why, Why? it was a dogwood? It had it bears no resemblance to dogs, and yeah. I don't think the dogs peed on it any more than any other tree. <laughs> so I'm not sure where that yeah. came from. Or like was a dogfish. It's just uh, what being a, a they're a shark member of family? the shark family. That's just strange. Maybe they catfish. Have oh, catfish and dogfish and a dog fight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, we can have lots of fun with these words. <laughs> I'm Kate's <I'm>, flabbergasted. <laughs> I'm, I'm having this Disney moment in my head. <laughs> dogfish and the catfish chasing each other around. Okay. And the cat and the spoon and the fiddle. Okay. Around a dogwood tree. And oh, in around the go. dogwood tree. <laughs> oh, dear. This is Kate's kind of flabbergasted and shaking her head. The dog star, Cirrus, is the brightest star in the constellation Canis Major. Canis Major? Canis Major. Now, I mm-hmm. named one of my dogs after the Canis Major. That was Ursa. It was once thought that Cirrus added its heat to that of our sun to make the hot days of July and August, hence called the dog days of summer. I always one? wondered where the dog days of summer came from. Huh. Yeah. How about that? We learn something new every day. Okay. Our dog-eared describes the uh, folded corner of a page. Which, we're remar- oh. which yeah, could look, would look like a floppy-eared dog. Sure. can see that. Yeah. Dog naps or cat naps. But they've never been dog napped. <laughs> Knock on wood. Apparently, knock on wood gets Walter again. That was Walter, That's folks. <laughs> dog face is applied to enlisted members of the army, usually by members of other branches of the armed services. But now, what came first, dog face or dog tags? Dog face came first. And then the dog tags are the identification on... On dog faces. Dog faces. Huh, okay. Yeah. But like I say, it's usually derogatory, and it's usually when other members of services are giving each other a hard time. Or like we've got two dogs playing right now. Two dogs playing. Boys, lay down. (laughs) We're talking about vocabulary. (laughs) But you're mentioning dogs. Lay down. Then there's others. Uh, Let's see. Dog tooth. That's used the large canine tooth. Oh, or how about the doggy bag? Oh, we all know what doggy bag bag is. (laughs) Definitely 
definitely one of my Leftovers favorites. Leftovers you take home from the restaurant. <laughs> Supposedly to feed your dog. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. <laughs> what does that ever happen? That's next day. The day after for lunch. Then there's Dog Eat Dog, which is not relating to mealtime, but it's a competition or cold, ruthless, uncaring competition. Dog Eat Dog World or Dog Eat Dog Business. Um, dog Watch. The nautical term for a split short watch to give the sailors a break. Yeah. Oh. You get a break for chow. Yeah. Woof. <laughs> yeah, and chow is a dog word. <laughs> it's strange. Kate right? is still shaking her head, folks. <laughs> so does that have anything to do with chows used to be food? Well, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I didn't research that. But chow chows used to be livestock. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to chow now. See you, chow. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's that could, weird. Could have a relation. Mm, we'll have to do some research and let you know on another podcast. Hmm. Then there's go to the dogs, which is to deteriorate, weaken, or decay. Now, why? Why would go to the dogs be such a negative terminology? I think that I was know. before flea products were readily available. Oh, <laughs> okay. Kate woke up. Yeah. <laughs> And then every dog has his day means to catch up, to prosper, to get even. Again, competition. Hmm. Putting on the dog mean to show off. So go Putting to the, the dog. Go to the dogs is deterioration or decay. Putting on the dog is showing off. Yeah. Isn't that kind of contradictory? That's strange. <laughs> English really doesn't make a whole lot of sense, though. No, it Never doesn't. Has. No. Let sleeping dogs lie. Yeah. Which has always been good advice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Growing up. Yeah. You always heard your mom say that. Yep. Now, one that we don't necessarily agree with is uh, you can never teach an old dog new tricks, but yet you can. Mythbusters disproved that. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, they did. Hair of the dog. Yeah. Well, as I say, many years ago when I got one of my first bites, uh, the person ran over and swabbed the dog's mouth and then used the swab to clean out where I was bitten. I'm going, what are you doing? She says, hair of the dog that bit you. And I went, I don't think that's what it means. But I, think anyway. it, I think it's it's really for those who imbibe a little more than they should. But I believe it has origins in homeopathy. Oh, Homeopathy is yeah, you use a little mm-hmm. bit of a substance to... To prevent or to cure the same thing. Otherwise known as witch's brew. Yes, Ooh, exactly. Eye of the newt. And so, hair of the dog. Hair of the dog. <laughs> so the hair of the dog, right. And nowadays it's the cure for a hangover. Cure of the dog that bit you should cure the wound. But there's a bunch of others too. I think Kate has some for us. Well, actually, when I was kind of looking up Dog Girl, I came across this interesting web article by Lorelei Logston. So she... As I was reading it, I realized that my grandfather, who I thought was of Germanic descent, actually turns out to have been from uh, South America. So according to her, um, some cultures not only speak to their animals, they speak through them. <laughs> like, well, some, some couples do that with their kids. Right. When my grandparents used to do it with their dogs. So... Um, this is a South American tribe that actually do, as part of their culture, use their dogs as a communication system. So <laughs> the example she gives is um, the man may say, well, Fifi, perhaps you could speak to my wife who loves you and ask her if she would mend my pants. And then I could go out and visit the next farm and sell our crops. And the wife would respond to the dog. 
Well, Fifi, because you know I love you, perhaps you could speak to my husband and ask him if we have enough money to go to the market this week and buy some thread so I can mend his pants. So that's actually, <laughs> you know, the words are different, but that's the way my grandparents would talk to each other. It's now it like, was, Fifi, you need a degree in marital counseling. Yes, yes. <laughs> Of course, it was uh, two overweight pugs, uh, Gussie and Chipper. <laughs> Chipper, I'm going to go pick some corn, so you go tell your mom to start boiling up the, the pot of water, you know, and stuff like that. And was, now, did Chipper ever tell mom? Well, he'd go into the kitchen and stare fixedly at her. He was more telepathic, <laughs> I think. But we just accepted that as the way they talked. You know, I don't re really remember them talking directly to each other. <laughs> I would love to know how that began. You know, did they have a fight one time and they did that so that it was part of the silent treatment, but yet they could still communicate with each other? Or was it a game? Or did they think the dog staring at one another was like talking to each other? It'd be interesting to know where it originated in the relationship. Based on my observations of their marital bliss, it started with a fight that never ended. Oh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and, you know, the dogs became part of it. But yes. <laughs> you know, another interesting thing is, during our research, is all the different names for dogs. Oh, gosh. And I thought that was great. Well, of course, some we are familiar with, you know, hound, bitch. Uh, <laughs> Don't say it like you mean it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Liz. Puppy, pup, stray, canine, poodle, weird, cur, weird. Bow Wow, Fleabag, Fido, Mutt. Those are pooch. Hear those a lot. Parapooch. What on earth is a parapooch? What's what's a parapooch? A quasi dog. <laughs> a, a, a part of the dog. I don't know. I don't and then Fleabag. Poor guy. <laughs> Mongrel and Mutt. Yeah. Now, the one I think is really interesting. Dog's life. You know, they say it's hard life, trouble, suffering. I'm sorry. I want my dog's life. Yeah. <laughs> it probably originated many years ago when dogs basically lived on the street and ate scraps right. and weren't spayed and neutered, fought each other, didn't have vaccines. It probably was a tough life. Nowadays, I want to come back as my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember tracking, trying to track down the phrase one time, raining cats and dogs, uh -huh. oh, just because yeah. I always loved that little joke. You know, the one that says, it's raining so hard. Really? Raining yes. cats and dogs. Yeah. yeah. How do you know? I just stepped in a poodle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In fourth grade, I found that hilarious. So, um... But then somebody asked me, what is it? Mean? Okay, we lost oh. Patreon that one. <laughs> but, you know, where did that come from? And actually, there were many disputes as to how that came about. But the one that made the most sense to me was in thatched roofs in the cities of London and mainly England. The dogs and the cats lived in the roof. Why? They would burrow up in there. Well, they weren't be allowed in the house because of the fleas. Oh, Oh, so they stayed in the roof. But it, they would burrow into the thatch of So when the they roofs. fell off, it was raining When it, when it rained hard enough, and, you know, they lived... They fell since, through. They fell through. <laughs> raining cats and Exactly. Dogs. And <laughs> because they didn't have the sewer Mildred, system. the dog just fell through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> but the sad part is, too, they might actually drown because the streets would flood. Oh, and yeah. so there would be the bodies of dead dogs and oh, cats. Oh, okay. Streets. We could have stopped at I'm that sorry. point. Okay. <laughs> anyway. 
I'm sorry, Pedro. I'm like looking you, at me. I like you stepping in the poodle, though. Yes. <laughs> I just, how do you know? I stepped in the poodle. <laughs> then an, another word, dogmatic. I'm an unchangeable, inevitable, immovable. I guess that would be like single-minded, again, like a bloodhound on a trail, or mm. a terrier after a rat. Single-minded, uh, si- yeah. Single-minded, yeah. But there's lots of words that originated with dogs, and as you can see, a lot of them originated many, many, many years ago, and they don't really have the same meaning now that they did then. But it's still interesting. The English language is quite strange. Well, actually, I think the word doggerel itself is kind of a slur on dogs, too. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. it just means kind of bad poetry. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, I, there are a few that have taken it. Um, Ogden Nash comes to mind, who's taken doggerel to a higher level of art. <laughs> but you, generally, if it's doggerel, it's considered... So I guess they don't think dogs are good poets or good writers. Well, you know, Bashir's an awesome dog, but I have not yet taught him to use the keyboard. Uh, and probably won't. <laughs> well, you know, those nose prints all over, just on the keys, they get messy. Or, or the monitor, yeah. 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 Personally, I don't want to know what he thinks sometimes. Uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I think it's a good thing we can talk to yeah. our dogs and they don't talk back. Yeah. I've had a few dogs that made it very clear they thought I was stupid. And, uh, yeah, we yeah. don't need to know that. No. We should all have someone we can share our secrets with that we know that they're not going to pass it on. Exactly. And at that note, I think we'll call it a night. <laughs> that's a good point to stop. Oh, so I hope you enjoyed our podcast on words, our vocabulary, our doggerel. The language is interesting. Dog Eat Dog podcast. (laughs) It's a dog's life. (laughs) And one of my favorite t-shirts that says, I am a member of the dyslexic church of dog. There you go. There you go. There you go. On that note, we'll let you go. (laughs) See you next time. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.